Hi, I'm Josh and welcome to the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, the podcast that talks the all-important art and sometimes the craft of nature photography. It is the 13th of August 2021 and this is podcast number 15. On this podcast, I'm going to do a bit of an update on the COVID situation here in Australia. For those of you who are living overseas, uh, I've been getting quite a few emails asking me what the story is over here, that there's uh, news of lockdowns and what's the real state of play here with COVID at the moment. Um, but that's not all I'm going to talk about. We're also going to talk about a few other things today as well. But I think we'll start with COVID. So there has been um, some changes since I last talked about uh, the state of COVID in Australia. Now we have uh, probably today, I think we had around 390 cases in the community of COVID in the state of New South Wales. Uh, now I live in the state of Victoria, in particular, I live in Melbourne. We've only had here uh, over the last few days, somewhere between sort of 10 and 20 cases of the Delta strain of COVID out in the community. And part of the reason that uh, the Delta strain has been able to sort of get out here and, and do so well, particularly in New South Wales, has been that our government has really made a complete mess of the vaccine rollout, to be honest. It's a bit of a joke. I think we're last on the OCD list for uh, per capita, the number of people that have been vaccinated. It really is pretty appalling, given that we are a uh, first world country. Our government really put all their eggs in one basket over here with uh, the AstraZeneca um, vaccine, which uh, has had uh, some clotting issues, as many of you are, are aware. And we didn't order enough Pfizer or Moderna or um, any of the other vaccines either, for that matter. So there's been a mad scramble over here in Australia to get enough vaccine um, for everybody. And even now, as it stands, our percentage of the population that's vaccinated is still extremely low. We are nowhere near the level of vaccination we require in order for us to to open up the country and to sort of just let it run its natural course. So that's going to take quite a while, I think. I mean, I'm personally, I've been vaccinated for quite some time now, and I'm obviously looking forward to getting out of the country this October to Finland for my for my Wolves and Wolverines workshop. But uh, I'm certainly the exception, and most people uh, who are living here who are Australian citizens are going to be stuck here and unable to travel for quite some time. The lockdowns we have here in Australia are quite dystopian, certainly by American standards. I don't think what's going on here in Australia at the moment would ever be tolerated in the US. Uh, the sort of lockdowns where you are confined to within five kilometres of your home, only one person can leave the home at a given time and only for uh, essential reasons such as shopping or, or doing some exercise. Certainly group gatherings are not allowed and wearing of masks is mandatory both inside and outside. And that's um, that's fairly strict by world standards. And look, most people here in Australia are quite happy to sort of toe the line with that, uh, this sort of level of restrictions. It is, as I say, quite dystopian. And although I don't like it, I understand the, the need for it. And it has actually helped us successfully control COVID here in Australia for the most part. You know, looking back over the last 18 months, we have been more or less the envy of the world when it comes to uh, COVID and controlling COVID and COVID spread in the community. It's really this new Delta variant that's sort of challenging the principles of the approach that's been used here in Australia. And really, it's only gotten out into the community because of really, well, really because of two reasons. One is, again, our government has really stuffed up hotel quarantine here in this country. But the second one is we have, of course, we have a few people who are doing the wrong thing. And every time one of those people do the wrong thing, unfortunately, it helps to spread the virus. And that's really the, the reason we're seeing more and more cases crop up uh, and more and more mystery cases where people are traveling interstate where they shouldn't be without permits. 
and uh, helping to spread the virus. So this is kind of the state of COVID in Australia at the moment. As I say, um, we have had a slight increase in numbers over my last update, but really, again, by world standards, it's nothing to be concerned about. Uh, their numbers are still very, very low. What, the big issue we really have here in Australia is not the number of COVID cases, but the lack of vaccinations amongst our community. And it's not just a lack of people willing to be vaccinated. I actually think it's more of a lack of the vaccine itself. And again, that's just come through the ineptness of our government uh, and their inability to see past their own nose and actually order enough of different types of vaccines so as not to have all the eggs in one basket. To be honest, I'm, I'm pretty over uh, the state of the government here in this country. Although we are very much the lucky country in the world, we are very much being run by a bunch of buffoons and I really can't uh, can't wait to get away from it for a little bit this October. So let's move on from COVID. I think that's enough about COVID for today. Uh, it seems to be, be dominating the news here every time I turn on the television. And uh, I really just wanted to do an update for those of you who are following my work, following my podcast, read my blog, and had had questions or queries about what the real state of play of COVID was here in Australia. And that's where it stands today. So let's talk about a few other things for, for the day. Uh, the first one is, in case you missed it, I posted up on my blog that... Um, the Hungarian photo magazine Digitalis has done a feature expose on and portfolio on some of my photography. This is not the first time I've been published in a um, foreign language magazine, but this one's a bit near and dear to my heart as, um, you know, it's a Hungarian photography magazine. My father was born in a, a small uh, town at just um, in Czechoslovakia, actually in a place that doesn't exist anymore, but this is quite near to there. So it's a little bit close to my heart for me and, you know, a real privilege again to sort of be published in these, in these magazines. Um, I've been fortunate to be published in, in many, many magazines now, and it's always a thrill to, to see your work, whether it's on the cover or inside the pages. It doesn't really matter. It's a, it's a great thing to be, to be, um, to have happen. And, you know, it's a great way to share your work as well. So that, that occurred, which I'm also very pleased about. And then also a UK Business Influencer Magazine, which is a, a business magazine in the UK, has published a feature article on the expedition that David Gibbon and I are leading to Ellesmere Island in March of next year in winter. We are really, really excited about this expedition. Uh, it's been sold out for some time now. We've been toying with the idea of doing another one in 2023, and we have just penciled dates in for the first couple of weeks of March. Uh, for this expedition, give or take a day or two either side. That's roughly when that will happen. Um, again, we'll be taking just four people for that expedition. And one of those places has actually already been spoken for. So I'll have more to say about this on my blog in the coming weeks. Once those dates get locked down and confirmed um, and um, and I can finalize pricing and um, I'll put up on a note on my blog about the, the final three places that will be available for that trip. It's something David and I are extremely excited about. We have been doing a lot of planning for this expedition. In fact, we've been planning for it now for over two years. Uh, Ellesmere Island in winter is no joke. It can be extremely cold there. We are much likely to run into temperatures sort of minus 30, minus 40 degrees Celsius, perhaps even as cold as minus 50 with wind chill. So it's certainly not for the faint of heart, but with uh, the white Arctic wolves, Arctic hares, polar bears, snowy owls and, and muskox all on offer for the uh, wildlife photographer, it's certainly a place we're very keen to get to. And we're looking forward to that expedition very much. I'll be doing a lot more blog posts about that as it gets closer. 
Uh, that I've got a few workshops I need to get through just before Ellesmere Island. Obviously, the uh, Finland Wolves and Wolverines workshop this October, but then also my Mongolia expedition uh, later this year in December for Palaskat and uh, Snow Leopard. So all those going well, and then I'll be launching into new the new year pretty much full on. I hope to go straight into my snowy owl trip in Canada and then down to Yellowstone and then from Yellowstone over to Iceland for my Arctic Fox uh, workshop, which I always really look forward to, and then from there finally across to Ellesmere. So there's quite a bit of travel between between now and Ellesmere Island, but it's still something I'm very much looking forward to. If you're keen to check out that article that appeared in UK Business Influ- Influencer magazine, uh, I have put a copy of that up on my blog, and you can download that, um, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. That really just covers off the sort of expedition that it is, who it's for, what we're looking for, and what we're going to expect. So very excited about that. And the last thing I just wanted to talk about today to close out the day is that I had a very nice invitation come uh, land on my doorstep this week, which was to open up a new gallery and be the guest speaker at that gallery later this year in November. It's for one of the very exclusive schools here in Victoria, in Melbourne, where I live. I'm very excited about the opportunity to attend uh, this new gallery and to be able to officially open it and be the guest speaker. Uh, It's a great honour to have been invited. Um, Again, I'll have some more to say about this on my blog and also um, in another blog post, uh, sorry, in another podcast as we get closer to uh, to that event. I will be donating one of my large uh, iceberg photographs to the gallery as well. And I'll also be um, talking to the students as well at a separate date. So I'm looking forward to that. I always enjoy the opportunity to talk about photography, especially when it's to a group of people who are like-minded or who are very keen to learn. And that's certainly the case um, with this uh, opportunity, being in, a, being in a classroom environment with students who are studying art and are keen to look at um, forging some sort of career in the arts for themselves. Uh, it's always a welcome opportunity to talk to them. And I draw as much inspiration from them as I hope they will from me. So I think that's where we'll leave it for today. Uh, I just want to do a little bit of an update on a few things that have been going on. Uh, I am starting to think very much now about um, planning for Finland. It's starting to get close now. It's starting to get real. I'm starting to realize I've still got a lot of work on my desk that I need to get out of the way before I can go. But uh, I'm trying to work my way through that. So that's it for today. It has been the 13th of August, 2021. I'm Josh. This has been the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, and I look forward to seeing you out in the field.